Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm so honored to be on this platform. So thank you guys for having me, man. It's uh, nothing more fun than, you know, just having a, a heart to heart, you know, just a discussion with, you know, with Donny. I know Donny for a while. I know you from afar. And I admire you and respect you from afar. So I'm, uh, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Ah, oh, I'm good. Like so, so people, we, we know each other. That's basically, you know, it's always a, a hi, hello, how are you thing? You know, and uh, and at some stage, the 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 connection just takes on another another height. So uh, here we are. Uh, how has been your Sunday? I always ask, you know, whoever comes on the show, you know, how was your Sunday? Um, <laughs> no, my Sunday was my Sunday was good. Uh, I just came uh, came back from service, and it was it was awesome. It was blessed and. Uh, we, we talked about prayers, the importance of prayers, uh, that it's really essential. So yeah. basically to every problem, we should respond not in, in fear, but in faith. So which will require prayers. For so, sure. Yeah. Read with that. And um, well, let, let's, you know, get this uh, thing started because we know you, we know your face, you're a musician as well. You're on top of so many things. Um, but if we are to ask Byron in your own words, who is uh, a Byron? Ooh, um, that's a whole bunch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, Byron is a, is a husband uh, for almost two years now. So uh, I'm a really, really proud husband. I'm a father for four months now. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I'm also a youth leader. I'm a, a pastor for, I think, since November. Uh, but God's grace has been ordained to be a pastor. And okay. uh, I'm basically, I'm down to earth as Dunny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love people. I grew up in, uh, in Amsterdam North. And I'm 31 years old. Um, what else? Um, I love joking what around. What do you stand you know, for? <laughs> what do I stand for? I stand for Jesus Christ, bro. Um, yeah, so basically that's me in a nutshell. Right. Well, well, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you again, Byron. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, it's, and it's so good because um, how, how you see all of that, what you do has to do with connecting people or somewhat uh, at least relating to uh, people within your community. Um, you know, we, um, or, or let's just say what I saw in my timeline, you, you had a mini viral moment. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> you, had, you had your viral moment and uh, it, was, it was not of any bad reason at all. It was actually of a good reason. And uh, that had to do uh, with, you know, your video, you gave a speech at this uh, Black Lives uh, demonstration. Could you share shed a bit more light on that? Uh, yeah, what happened? Definitely. How did you get there? And um, what was that? Yeah, to, to start off with, um, it began actually that one of the organizers, you know, they approached me and they asked me if I could just share a word of encouragement. And I was like, yeah, sure. But let me check with my pastors, you know, and see if, uh, if we can do that. And they just gave me a go ahead. And I, I was there. And then at, at that, I think the backstage um, 
one of the organizers let, uh, actually uh, let me know that it was actually through my uh, brother-in-law that they referred, uh, he referred uh, me to them. So, or mm. them to me. So uh, they were like, you know, he's young, uh, he's vibrant. Why don't you guys ask him? So uh, basically uh, he was the, 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 the cause of me standing there and the rest is history. Um, yes, I, I, I was like, you know, I need to share a word of encouragement and be real at the same time. So, so yeah. I, you know, it was just a message that God placed upon my heart and I was just privileged and so honored and, you know, grateful for the ability to do so. Yeah. And um, speaking of Black Lives Matter, you know, that and, and faith, you know, one would think that, you know, um, I don't know. You know, some people would think that the two are very unrelatable, something that is very relatable. Um, how how does that connect? What what even brought you there? Um, well, I think uh, the issue of racism is uh, an issue that touches everyone. It doesn't matter where you're from, uh, who you are, what you believe in. It touches everything. So some might, you know, choose to be ignorant about it, but yeah. um, it touches everyone. And I think like in the speech I mentioned as well as that, you know, racism is not a skin issue, but it's a sin issue. And mm -hmm. uh, for that, for that matter already, uh, we, we as believers, we understand that Jesus Christ came to die and to live again so that the power of sin no longer needs to control us. So anything that is, uh, that is sin, Jesus actually came, you know, uh, to, to, to pay the debt that we could not pay and to, to actually give us the power against sin. And so mm -hmm. that's why uh, racism, some might have different opinions. It is a sin issue. And for that matter, I, I was so grateful that the church could actually have a platform, you know, to speak and voice it out. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, well, if, if we look at you, you know, you, you are in this position of being influential and, you know, you're leading young people in, in church and um, uh, people are interacting with you on, I think, a, a weekly uh, basis. Um, how do you what role do you think um, faith should play into this or the church should play into this current problem that we have? Um, well, I think, first of all, we should um, definitely uh, talk about it. Um, I think um, one of the, the, the strong uh, skills of the leader is to uh, see what the, the issue or see what the, the issue is, what, what people are going through and being able to create a platform to talk about it and, 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 and seek for solutions. Because um, the thing is, um, as we all know, I think many have yelled that, you know, silence means you've chosen the side of the oppressor or anything. And I think yeah. um, um, we, we, should, we shouldn't be ignorant. And I, I believe you guys are my witnesses that I think on this topic, many people have, have been ignorant. Um, even to the, to the extent that after the speech, I was called by a, a white pastor who uh, found my number somewhere and he thanked me for the speech and he was 40 plus and he admitted it. He admitted that he was, uh, for all of his lifetime, he has been ignorant. And it was not until this whole George Floyd stuff happened that he dived into black history, slavery and stuff. And he admitted yeah. that, you know, um, he, he, he had been ignorant. And uh, mm -hmm. that conversation, I didn't know him from anywhere. We just spoke and eventually we spoke like 30 minutes. And it was such a relieving conversation 
just having that acknowledgement and uh, you know, someone admitting that, you know, I've been ignorant and not only white people, but even black people have been ignorant as well. And I think it is really important for us to, I think reconciliation starts with um, when we have uncomfortable conversations, you know, yeah. um, with white people, with black people, with Asian, whoever you are, and then um, try to, uh, like I said, intentionally get to know the other person beyond the skin. And I think yeah. that, um, what the church stands for is is a universal thing. I said the ministry of the gospel is the ministry of reconciliation that we be, become in one. So um, we're coming because we have one God, we have one Father, and we we came to you know lift Him up. And um, the relationship with God breaks boundaries. It breaks um, uh, social boundaries, cultural boundaries, you name it, uh, financial boundaries. So you might be a CEO in the secular world. But mm -hmm. in the church, you're my brother, you're my sister. That that the fact that you are a boss in a company doesn't mean that you're you're a boss uh, in the church. Just to uh, just to put it in that sense, and I think it is really essential for the church to um, to actually emulate uh, the characteristics of God, which is unity. Because even the God that we serve is a God of unity. He's not a God of of of, of uh, distraction, a God of confusion. He's a God of order. And I think um, we will do so much well if as a church, we will just take the forefront that whenever injustice is being done, in what way uh, that we will uh, let people understand that, you know, the world's problems uh, is, 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 is a matter that the church should be able to handle and should be able to answer. Because I believe we have the answers to every, every problem, what is going out in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hear you. No, um, it's, 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 yeah, go yeah. on. Go, go on. Th that's the online thing. You you should you should just take it. Sometimes you just <laughs> you just misconnect. That's <laughs> all right. Um, but I was going to ask, um if let's say for instance, yeah, so yes, the church is um, let's say can can take that role of uniting uh, with uniting people and with a with an issue like a black um, black Ma black lives matter issue going on what are one of the um, let's say obstructions or difficulties that uh, you as a pastor or your church has faced in um, trying to bring this message of unity um, to, let's say, the the black community. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the the question is not really uh, which issue we have encountered uh, sending out the message. I think more the the issue has been uh, people actually implementing the message out there because I think that the message of unity has always been clear, but I think people allow cultural uh, barriers, uh, language barriers to actually stop them from getting to know the other person. So I think, um, you know, Christianity is not, uh, is not just a mere religion, it's about relationship. And I think what would be so helpful is uh, us being uh, willing to, to be the bridge uh, to other people, to all sorts of people. You know, I, uh, uh, it came to a point that I, I actually realized that, you know, the church 
it shouldn't be a Ghanaian church or a Asian church or a Spanish church. Unfortunately, it is there. And I, I quite understand because the founder might be, you know, from a certain background. And so definitely mm -hmm. he easily relates to people from his own uh, background or language or whatever. I, I understand that. But I think um, eventually we need to come to a point that we will not just see people, but our different races. We will see one race, the human race, as we, we, we all look towards Jesus. And I think the, 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 the issue is, is that many people have been comfortable, even Blacks have been comfortable, even our parents, some of us, they traveled uh, all the way from Ghana, came here, and still they do not uh, uh, maximize the language, not all, but some simply because they, they only they were comfortable enough to only um, uh, engage with fellow Ghanaians and they never uh, took a risk or uh, uh, a discomfortable position by you know stepping out to, to really get to know a Dutch person, invite a Dutch person over, over to their homes, uh, mm -hmm. you know just go out, have a, have a date or an appointment or whatever. We, we have all been you know doing that for all these years. So we have become you know used to comfortable. But I think in our next generation, it's becoming more easier because we, we, we've been to school here. We've, you know, we have sat with white people, with Chinese, Asian, whatever, Spanish people. So to us, it's, it's, I think in our time, it's even in the position that we are in, speaking of just the Netherlands and from our background, it's becoming more and more easier. And, but I think the generation before us, it's like more a cultural and a, you know, a language barrier, which is actually prohibiting uh, people, you know, to get to know uh, the other person. Right. So what, what you're saying is basically, you know, there is there is a good reason why uh, young people have the opportunity to connect more with different groups of people. And right. that would probably also be the reason why this uh, Black Lives Matters dem demonstration in Amsterdam was so diverse right. as in terms of skin shade and even uh, the cultural backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Definitely. And I think definitely there has been a shift because, of course, we know that this racism thing is not from yesterday. It's from way back. But you can see difference, at least um, even though uh, racism will never will never be able to get rid of it. I believe if we can unite, at least we can turn from racism, it from it being an issue into an incident, an incident that should no longer happen. But incidents do happen, of course. But I think um, the fact that we even have this platform already should tell us the times that we're living in, because there were times and ages that we could not even have a platform just, you know, as black people uh, to talk about it. And I think one thing that people should understand, especially the white people, is that um, black people have been going through stuff. There is this thing called white privilege, but... Uh, many people think that we are talking about this because we want their guilt. We don't want their guilt, or I, at least I don't want their guilt. I want their responsibility to, uh, to, uh, to actually voice out whenever they see injustice. So mm -hmm. in this case, it's the black community. Tomorrow it might be yeah. you. Uh, and the thing is, you cannot be silenced uh, regarding this matter. And, and I, have, I have so many white friends, so... Uh, so I know that it's not all white people. You have these ignorant people, you know, they like what you said. I've been doing the same thing, you know, doing my homework, looking, checking out uh, Mr. Farrakhan and uh, black history, diving more into it. And you have people that are so into it and they look at only through one lens. So they start um, actually um, creating a hate in them for white people, which is not 
the message of the gospel at all. But the <laughs> thing is, uh, it, it, the message of the gospel is reconciliation. So anytime injustice has been done, you should be talking, be able to talk about it because you can also see that uh, even black blacks amongst ourselves, uh, we discriminate. We have tribal tribalism, um, and yeah. even that has its history. Some people always say, "Yeah, but black people—they're not even one." And I always tell them, I just give them the other the other side of the coin. That hey, do you know that that has an history as well? That black people have been placed in positions that they had to betray one another, that just for survival, or their their families were ripped apart. So it has mm -hmm. its background. But I think if we can go, we can be real about it. We can have open, uncomfortable discussions and um, sincere, open-heartedly respectful. Definitely, I think it will make a change because. Like I said, the man, who, the white pastor that called me 40 years plus admitting right now that he has been ignorant already should let us know that there are many people out there that are just being ignorant. That if they yeah. just have a date with Donnie, that they will have a, a, a different perspective about uh, a, a Ghanaian or a black person. If they would have a conversation with, with, with you, uh, Ms. Abba, that they would have a total different uh, perspective because we all have like pre prejudice in us. Everyone has that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this barrier and this prejudice, we can help a lot by just, you know, being intentional about, you know, getting to know a person instead of, you know, judging or, you know, having your prejudgment pre regarding that race or whatever. Yeah, so then you also discover that, you know, people of the same faith uh, could be on total different sides when it comes to the matter of, uh, of color. Have you experienced uh, racism uh, anywhere in your life that you are still, you still have engraved in your head? Huh. Oh, definitely. Um, one uh, situation that I will never forget, I, I was working at a translation agency. And what we do is we basically, we arrange appointments between uh, lawyers and translators or uh, interpreters. And I had this uh, man that I was, I was looking up his, his, his file, but I couldn't get him, but he was spelling out his name, but not knowing uh, he had a, a, like uh, his last name consisted out of three words, but not knowing it was without a space. So I, I just couldn't get it. I just didn't seem to find it. And I was like, you know, uh, sir, I'm not able to, you know, to look you up. Uh, so mm -hmm. you can bear with me. I'll just put you on hold. I'll be right back. So I did not put him on hold, but I put him on mute. So I could hear him. He couldn't hear me. And, and he said, ah, the allochtonere. So in Dutch, uh, so in English, it would be, ah, those foreigners again. And yeah. this man is, is, a, is a asylum lawyer. And to me, it struck me to my heart. I was so much in shock. I did not even know what to do. Even after the, con uh, the, the, the call, I realized that this man was actually, you know, actually, uh, it, it, it was racism to the core. That right. uh, the fact that he, he, he could hear that I was having maybe a bit of an accent, that he could just be agitated in such a manner because I'm from a different you know race or whatever, and that yeah. that kind of struck me. And uh, I think that the painful thing of, of racism is that it's not easily discovered. So mm -hmm. um, like all these videos we've been seeing, these are videos that have been captured, but there are so many incidents that were never or has never been captured and. Uh, so that makes it sometimes so, you know, um, you know, so difficult 
because sometimes yeah. it's not just in in a um in 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 a mere word that has been pronounced to you but maybe just by the look of someone's eye you just felt you know less of a person it could just be a decision that was taken and um you just felt like you know it's like you know we as black people we every now and then question ourselves that uh, uh why do we don't have what they have or why do we need to work extra hard i've been saying that that we as a black person we have like kind of embraced it that we need to work twice as hard as white people and that's wrong already so uh but basically you know that is one of the examples that i've i've, uh, I've encountered uh regarding you know feeling less of a of, of a person um regards to this uh, subject yeah yeah Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, it's uh, it's something that um, confronts, let's just say, all of us colored people in uh, in some way. And um, before before we'll almost uh, round it up, in the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to uh, a few people that came and logged in. Um, Amensa Gari, uh, my colleague from the Y Zone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Lexi Frimpong, also a shout out to you. Uh, for tuning in. And in the meantime, if you still have some uh, last questions or last some motivational words to share uh, as we talk with uh, uh, Byron, uh, could, could you, you know, your last name, how do I pronounce it well? It's a thing I don't even know myself. <laughs> <laughs> some say queening, uh, queening. Um, yeah, I would say queening. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Because yeah. I always hate it when we kind of murder down our, you know, yeah, names with, with our Dutch yeah. accent, and sometimes it's just, <laughs> and I don't want to do that to people. <laughs> isn't 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 your last name your surname? Is is that not an um, Ghanaian? It is name. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, the A, right? Mm -hmm. Is that pronounced an A in uh, in in Chi or an A? Well, you know, the thing uh, is, I, I asked my dad and he said, Queen. Yeah. So I, I just, I just went, I okay. just rolled with it. So, yeah, yeah, take it uh, from your dad. Yeah, let, let's roll with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not saying Queening, well, yeah, Queening it is. <laughs> let's roll with that. We, we, we should take it. We should take it, uh, Queenie. Um, let me see. Here's a here's a comment from Richie At, who says racism is easily felt though, and we don't need to capture it to react. If you ask me, what is your take on that? Uh, I, uh, that I think that's true, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. but my concern is that racism has now been more visible. That's the reason why I made that comment on you know people capturing moments because. Uh, quite often it's not captured. So most of the times uh, things aren't done, but definitely if you're a victim of it, we, we, you need, you need to stand out and we should stop, you know, blending in or sugarcoat stuff, you know? So definitely um, when it's done, you know, you need to, uh, you know, you need to talk about it, but because of social media, the times that we're in technology, yeah. it's easier, you know, you see people actually videoing stuff and, you know, so, so that, so basically, I, I, I totally agree that yeah. you should not wait for a capture, absolutely not, uh, or wait for the ne next hashtag. So, I believe in you know turning this moment into a movement. So, this pro uh, protest, it's a good thing, but it will be uh, in vain if after that certain me measurements or steps aren't taken. It will just be you know another event. But I hope that even with this event 
we, we have been able to at least draw the attention and maximize the moment to, you know, talk with those that we need to talk to. I hope Rutter heard something, maybe it could do something with him. And then from the organization that, you know, people will just go out and, you know, have these conversations yeah. and be especially consistent about it because we're good in, you know, starting something, but we, we should just, you know, take it to the, to the very, to the very end. And really uh, make some good actions plain. And that starts by having the conversation, you know, with our, with our other people who don't understand, because especially if it's, you know, embedded in the system, you will have people who will uh, react and uh, it's, it's happening on so many levels. Um, Byron, before we, before we round up, we would really like to, uh, uh, to know or wait. I see one more question that I really feel is worth uh, covering. Uh, Richie AT is asking, my question is what are young people in Holland doing to continue to protest as seen in other Western nations, like 1 million protesters in Germany of all places. I know it's not a, a question directly uh, to you because, because uh, you are, you know, a, a leader of a group, but you don't have you know a hold of the amount of people <laughs> that are do you have any idea of what, what's going on uh what is done in amsterdam something that you are part of that is taking place um, that we can look forward to no uh the only thing what i what i can say is that um you know different organizations uh, organizations have approached me to um you know to to get you know stuff going on but i think this is something that um because all these uh, protesting is actually to get the attention of the government, you know, those that are higher. But I think this is an issue that starts from within, from 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 the the local, the the home, and yeah. um, be, and I think it, it it starts from the bottom up and not from the from the from from the top down. And mm -hmm. so many people are looking at the government for changes, but we should look at ourselves for changes. So we should actually begin to ask ourselves that who are my uh friends who are my you know what what is my circle all about is it only Ghanaians? is it only chinese people is it only and ask yourself why yeah. ask yourself why you don't have a white friend why don't you why why don't you have a, a, a chinese friend why don't you have and and i think um again um start start with it in your homes in your house because like I said, racism is not something from yesterday. And as we all know, I think many people have been even mentioning this a couple of times, systemic racism, it's, it's in, in embedded in the system. So yeah. um, you cannot change a system that has already made a stand. So we need to, uh, so we, we cannot change or influence a system from within the system, but we should stand outside of the system and try, you know, in that way, try to influence the system. So. So I think it's a challenge, definitely, but we should not just be moved by amount of people protesting because uh, it it will have an impact only as far as we will have intimate, you know, talks and conversation with 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 the right people around us, and you know, and praying that you know we will continue to do that, and by so doing, you know, we will influence those around us as well. Absolutely. Um, and on that note, um, also a shout out to Gary, who said, you know what, uh, Byron, you, that was a powerful speech during the BLM uh, protest. <laughs> um, any last words for our listeners, young people out there, because that is really what we're focusing on. Young people out there who are uh, uh, dying to make a change. And that is not literally, figuratively. <laughs> exactly. 
No, I think um, we should ask ourselves this question is that most of, most of the times when we ask this question, uh, who wants change, we all raise our hands. But when we ask who wants to change, our hands are down. And so I think true change starts from within. And the first question is, is referred to the external. And the mm -hmm. second is referred to the internal. And I think uh, if we really, really, really want change, don't wait for the next Martin Luther King to rise up. Do your studies, do your homework, um, uh, have conversations with people. And because I believe if we are, um, if you're passionate enough, definitely that passion can get you to places that you would, you, you might not even have dreamt of. So mm -hmm. I, I believe that, you know, we should be persistent in whatever we believe in, uh, persistent, consistent. And, um, and I would say that the, the good, uh, the world, you have a good character and you should not let the world change it, but change the world through your good character. So we most often we expect everything around us to change but ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that is something, it's funny enough, that's a prayer that God will never answer because mm -hmm. he, he will change your perspective on things. And that's why I, you know, I just love the word of God that, you know, uh, talking about this man of God called Paul, he preached God's word. You could put this man in a whole different situation. He will still preach God's word. You will put him in prison and he will mm -hmm. preach God's word. And many of us, when we're placed in prison or in uncomfortable positions, we change our speech. We change our, our mindset. All of a sudden, we're no longer good. And yeah. See, and good, good is always when, when bad happens. Are you still then good? If, if people hate on you, do you still love them? So do not change yourself for the world, but let the world change through your character. So. I love that. I, and I like uh, that on, one, yeah. I like that one as well. I'm keeping that. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Byron, for uh, having the time to talk to us. I know it's uh, Sunday. You're probably on a daddy duty or anything of that. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for being with us. Hopefully that subsequently we can have you on the show sure. again. Thank you so and, much. And, uh, and and have a have a good evening. Thank you so much. Bless you guys. Have a Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss. Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.